Hello and welcome to episode two of the Delivered Social podcast. Uh, I'm Rob. With me, as last week, is our Commander-in-Chief, Mr Jonathan Bird. Hi, everyone. And also joining us for the first time today, making her podcast debut, is our business development wonder kid. <laughs> it's Hannah Chapman. Hi. <laughs> it, it's fair to say, audience, that Hannah's literally sat here pissing herself, quite worried that she's being recorded on audio. <laughs> I just think my voice sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, wasn't going to tell you. Thanks. <laughs> listeners, if Hannah's voice uh, is weird, just subscribe because she'll be back. And, you know, you can't get that anywhere else. I think I missed my calling on radio. It's not too late. <laughs> you can pivot. Here you are, right now, on radio. Let's see how this goes, yeah? <laughs> okay, so last week we talked about Twitter. This week we're going to talk about something completely different. We're going to talk about kind of our process and client onboarding. And so to bring you up to speed, here's uh, Jay Bird to explain what client onboarding actually is. Okay, so you've probably heard the term client onboarding. Um, Client onboarding really is just exactly what it says on the tin, making sure that clients are introduced to your business, your people, and what you do correctly, um, and, and having a structure to it. Um, now, you know, some businesses are different, so they will have different ways they approach customers, different ways they deal with things, but a client onboarding uh, strategy is key because actually it means that no matter what client you've got, every client gets a basic level of experience when being introduced to your company. And it's a real time to shine as well. It's normally after, well, it is after the attraction method um, because you've got them attracted and then you're aboarding them on so you, whatever you're selling them. Yeah, so this is kind of, you've got the people through the door, they've been wowed by our services, they've signed on the dotted line, and now how do you kind of get them on board and how do you get them started? Yeah, so it could be, you know, it could be simple things like if, you, if you're a builder and you need to arrange a time to go and measure up, it could be a simple thing that is a part of that, you know, Thanks very much for placing your order. That's wonderful. Please click here to book a time that you know we can come and measure up. And, and that's probably in its simplest form. Um, mm. I think our, our um, system, how many points does our system have, Hannah? I think it's four or five now. I think it's seven. <laughs> I thought I was going to say seven. Sorry, magic number. I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, I think that's the point. And, and it's, it's quite cool that we've, we've got that in place now because, yeah, that's, that's been a challenge for us as a business. Mm. So, specifically for us, so it varies from client to client, but kind of give us an example of someone's coming on. What are the things we'd need to set them up with? Um, so our processes have definitely changed a lot over the last uh, month. I'd say it's fair. <laughs> so as um, we definitely like re-evaluated the processes that our clients go through um, and the touch points they experience. Um, but the basic level is if they are a social media client, uh, we want to get them onto all of our systems within day one. Uh, within 24 hours and then by day is it two no I can't remember I need I need my list <laughs> I need my list of my seven things um this is why it's important to have a client on board and list guys we do have a list just don't have it with me um but basically we have set deadlines that's the important thing that's the key thing mm. so that clients don't get left behind in the process of getting them on board and it's about chasing them as well if something is outstanding or whatever then we need to catch up with them, call them, email them, have contact with them so that they don't get left behind and, you know, not forgotten about, that's not fair, but, yeah. Indeed. Um, so as we've mentioned a couple of times, we've kind of revised our client onboarding process, strategy, master plan in kind of the last few weeks. 
Uh, let's kind of rewind a bit and talk about how we used to do it and kind of maybe why it needed a revamp. So I think um, Rob's uh, words there were great because strategy, master plan, um, and those were clearly things lacking. Uh, we didn't have one. Um, we, we kind of had an idea. We've got a new client. Yay, great. We need to do this. Yay, amazing. We might need to do that. Yay, amazing. Um, and maybe, maybe if they were lucky, we might send them an email to say, congratulations, you're online. Um, yeah, that's not really the right approach. Um, and our clients expect more from us and we want to deliver more. So I think quite a lot, um, you know, over the last year, we've, we've revised. It's, it's not fair to say we've never had an onboarding policy. I think we always have. Um, I think we've just been a bit stricter with it. And, and as everyone said, we have revised it lately. Um, and, and maybe that's just a sign of growth. You know, the, the business has, has, has moved on and, and we needed to kind of recognise that what we did when we had five clients is not the same from when we've got 500 clients. I think it is so important to have like a step-by-step actionable thing of this is, you know, step one, send them a hello email, step two, set up their Twitter, let them know that they're live on that kind of thing. But so are we going to talk about how we're doing it and the fact we're doing it on to do it, or do you not want to mention the programmes that we do? Well, we just did. <laughs> um, I also wrote a blog on the Todoist, oh, so, you, you know, that if, was I, if anyone wants to know, we use Todoist, um, and we're not, we're not scared of saying that because we've written a blog about it, it's now on a podcast, but apparently we were going to keep that as top secret information. Well, I don't um, know. <laughs> we use, yeah, we use a, a programme called Todoist, um, Hannah can tell you more. <laughs> um, so Todoist is essentially, uh, it's a, digital list if you like on your computer it's um, online and each member of staff can have their own list of things to do um, but I think the reason it's made the biggest difference to us is it gives a sense of accountability i.e deadlines of when things are due and you can see who is meant to have done what and when so um, we've had it for a while uh, we weren't great at using it and I think a massive part of our onboarding revision was okay we're going to start using to do this and actually making the most out of it because it's very much one of those programs where what you put into it is what you get out of it so to do this has kind of become bible now um and that's made a big impact i think on uh, mm. our client experiences because you just assume that clients know what you've done and where you're up to and actually that's completely the wrong trail of thought to have actually telling them every single thing that you've done and what yeah. you're doing for them um, it's far better um, and it keeps communication open between you so yeah to do is is working well but it's something that has to be maintained as well it could so easily slip so yeah I, I think it's really important to say that um, communication is key too because um, it's not just communication with our clients but it's communication into a, into a team um, we all we all seem to think that because we've got a list on a, a on a screen and we tick it that actually that's it, it's done, everyone knows. Um, what the system doesn't do is send out balloons or fanfares saying John has completed a task. Yeah, John's done uh, step, it, step six on it, Yeah, so line, yeah. we actually have to communicate that internally as well. Um, but what it is doing is, it, it, you know, this, this wonderful word communication, it is making us as an agency actually communicate considerably more. And it's showing value-added service to our clients. They're, they're getting emails from us, you know, you, you're now live on this, you've now done this, you've now done this. And instead of a kind of a waffle uh, kind of agency going, oh yeah, we'll get that done, da 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 da, our clients get emails before they even walk in the office saying, you're now live on this, this has now happened for you. So yeah, use Todoist if, if you feel like if this is applicable to like your business and you're like, oh, I've got a new customer and I don't know what to do with them. Todoist is a really simple thing to use. We, we literally just put the seven steps in there. Oh, do step two for this client, and then set a time on it, set a deadline for it by when it should be done. and just helps you stay on top of it. It's a great work- workflow tool, and for our client on board, and it really does help. Mm. And so as much as 
we are quite fond of our new onboarding plan process. We know what works well, um, and we're you know pleased with the things we've changed. We there are still maybe some ways in which it could be easier, and maybe clients could be doing a little bit more to you know. How's the best? It's way about to how that? it's about getting the clients get the best out of our service as well. It's just some things that we've learned a lot, and we've kind of owned up to. I think the things that we've done wrong and all that kind of thing. But there are there are clients that benefit more, and there are clients that don't benefit as much. And there's very simple things or differences and things that they can do to make sure they are getting the most out of us as yes. well. For example, communicating with us. We are a digital company, I think it's fair to say. We do answer our emails and that's our preferred way of communicating. Obviously we do have an office mobile, so we don't mind chatting on the phone as well. But having something laid out on an email is, for me certainly, and I think it's fair to say for most of us, a better mental reminder. Because if I've chatted with someone about something on the phone, it's not as black and white as an email that I can refer back to. I can yeah. make sure that I've done everything that's listed there for me. So clear lists and well-communicated steps in an email really yeah. helps. Um, I definitely get better interaction with my clients that do that. So yeah. that kind of thing. That's just one I've got for mm. think I think we should uh, start this topic by going, and this is the juicy part of the podcast, where we start attacking clients. <laughs> so if you're guilty of any of these things, guys, um, see me in my office. I want words with you. Um, I think one for me um, is, um, I agree with Hannah, we, you know, we are an email c- company. Um, and I think the, the reason for that is we give up an awful lot of time for our clients. And I think I would challenge that we're one of those agencies that probably does more for our clients that isn't billable than any other agency I can possibly think of. I'm proud for that. You know, we're, we're here to help. Um, uh, to put it to put it in, in in this way, today I've got six hours of meetings booked in, and they're all for clients coming in to learn. Um, one's coming in for blogging, um, it, and, it, and it's great because that's the kind of relationship we have with them. Um, for me, though, one of the things that I find really really hard is we, as a company, we have a, a kind of twenty four hour response to email um, rule, if you like. I think most companies do that because I don't know about you, but I get something in a region of 500 emails to this inbox alone a day. No human being is going to possibly get through all those in a day. I actually had a client yesterday um, text me on my mobile two hours after he sent me an email saying, um, I haven't heard back from you. And it's kind of like, okay, I do understand that, but I've actually been in meetings or I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And I think it's really, really key that we set that, that relationship out straight from the start because we're always here to help but we can't always come back to you within 10 seconds um we do make our clients a priority absolutely but i I think sometimes it would be helpful if we had the 24 hours to actually get back to you because otherwise we're actually just rushing a response to you and it's not a good response so whereas i sound like i might be having a go at people who do that and it's not just one client or two clients a lot of our clients because we're very very good at coming back to you and helping you Actually, you know, sometimes we do need to take five minutes and actually look around the team and go, guys, what's the best way of doing this? Um, otherwise, what we do is we end up wasting more of our clients' time trying to, you know, ad hoc something together. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's one for me. I, I think clients sometimes need to realise that the reason we've been employed by them is we are the experts in what they're asking us to do. Let us come up with a way of doing it really well for you. So, to recap, leave us alone. <laughs> Well, Hannah wants emails so things are written down, but John doesn't want you to uh, give him a text, basically. Yeah, I, I think the difference is it's kind of like chasing after after an email's already been sent. We will come back to emails, you know. Um, 
and 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 it sounds like a very specific example it's not it happens daily with our clients yeah sometimes we just have to recognize that things do take 24 hours to come back to you you know we have to make things happen for you we can't just do it instantaneously i know what we do looks like magic but actually it's a skill and it's very skilled people who do it and it does take time it's a bit of understanding yeah i think so um you know, I think if you consider how seriously we take things like the onboarding process and making sure you're set up correctly, etc., etc., um, I think it's fair as an agency, and I think all agencies probably suffer this, to turn around and say, hey guys, we do respond, but we respond in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's, you know. I think sometimes clients perhaps, I think they genuinely forget that we have set hours too. We are technically open from 8 to 4.30 and emailing, I get a lot of emails that come through at maybe 5, 6 o'clock, um, which I have obviously no issue with and I will come back to, but I'm not going to respond that day because I've gone home and mm. that's just part of, you know, it's like a shock or anything, you know. Um, and obviously if it's in my inbox, I will get to it and I will see it the next day, but it's just one of those things, you know, it's just establishing that relationship that, like any other business. Boundaries, clients, boundaries. Basically, leave us alone, go away. <laughs> joking, <laughs> joking. Alone. So, you know, communicate, understand that, you know, it takes time to do things. And uh, a thing that I've been thinking about, thinking about client onboarding, ways clients could help smooth out the process would be uh, logging details. It's, it's a simple thing. Like yep. if, if you've already got a, a Twitter account that you want us to kind of, you know, post stuff onto, we, we can't do that without the details. <laughs> um, it's I mean, it's, it sounds really simple, doesn't it? You know, login details, um, access to pages, information. Rob's right. Uh, that, yeah, that one does. Yeah. Um, it, if it takes you a week to send us your login details, that's a week we can't do the job that you've paid us to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's, yeah, that's a week of your time that we're not helping to grow your business. Indeed. Yeah, it takes five minutes. Find five minutes. The other one, and I think everyone can agree in this room what this is, um, it begins with P, uh, it's six letters, and it's photos. Oh, yeah. oh my good lord. <laughs> yes, let's talk about photos. I, I, I have a building business, great, excellent, and I'd like you to help do the social media. Amazing. Have you got any pictures of any projects you've done? Any buildings? Any buildings, a piece of wood, <laughs> anything. Before and after. <laughs> did, did you eat breakfast today and did you take a picture of it? Um, our clients seem to think that we've been following them around for the last five years of their business growth, <laughs> yes. um, taking pictures for them. We're doing a fly on the wall documentary. <laughs> now use the footage. Which, by the way, is a new service we're launching tomorrow. Um, uh, for any business that would like to engage us in five years, we'll follow you for the next five years, getting you ready for that five-year point. Um, it's true, um, and it sounds so silly, but actually we do need information from our clients. Otherwise... You know, it becomes generic, boring nonsense. And, and no one's business is generic, boring and nonsense. So, yeah, photos. I can literally... I'm looking around the uh, the podcast room right now and Hannah looks like If this like was she's... a video, honestly, you, you saw my face right now. Let's talk photos. Um, like that, uh, that painting, the scream. Or, yes. or the emoji inspired by yeah, That's yeah. your face right now. That is my face. The screaming face. Yeah, that's me. That's me most days. Um, yeah. Photos are so key uh, to social media if you want it to rock. 
and we have no issue with helping find imagery for clients. That's not a problem. No. That's what we're here to do. That's fine. And some businesses do need. And some do. Photos, some right? yeah. Some um, businesses that aren't necessarily maybe a visual product. For example, if you're in recruitment or something like that, that is a little bit more difficult to have. You know, lots of imagery. It's not necessarily product you can see that yeah. kind of thing, but. For companies that are selling something that is actually visual, whether that is interior design, clothing, whatever, anything that's visual, signs, whatever. Yeah, photography. It's really hard to sell your product if you don't give us examples of it because mm. it's generic stock content and it's really obvious when it's stock content and there's only so much stock content we have access to. One of the one of the funny things is uh, you'll get a client and uh, let's say for example they're a garage door seller um, so Hannah will be like, okay, great. So she'll go away and she'll find some garage doors and she'll send a garage door to them and say, this is the picture I found. And the honest response we get back to that is, that's the wrong garage door. Um, and, and, and the email really does go, find me a picture of a garage door. Here's a picture of a garage door. That's the wrong garage door. And then, and then Hannah then spends time, okay, It's a what? waste of my time. In all seriousness, I know we laugh and joke, but it really is a waste of our time that we could spend writing better content for yeah. you, that kind of thing. It's really, really difficult. And I think especially with, uh, I think the hardest network, I think you'd agree, Rob, to make visually attractive uh, without photographs from clients is Instagram. Yeah, because we have to upload to Instagram um, without creating a bank of content like we can for the other networks. Mm. And Instagram is so visual, you have, your whole profile is, you know, all your imagery. Yeah, whereas, it's a, it's a big long list yeah, of pictures. Yeah, it's a huge list of pictures, whereas Facebook and Twitter are slightly more broken up, um, you know, with text and yeah, things. Text is a link. Instagram is imagery. And so it's really hard to make that work for you if we're repeating the same 20 images because we haven't agreed, you know, new content or new stock. Um, so yeah, I feel like we've got that out of our systems and I don't want to <laughs> rage quite, it's on. Quite cathartic, it is very, this is huge for us. This is probably, this. honestly, we could go on for hours, but yeah. It's a 15 minute podcast, guys. We're not gonna let Hannah go on for hours. Imagery, please send me more. There we go. What else we got? We got any others? No. So they can send us pictures. Pictures, they... photos, imagery, whatever word you want to call it. <laughs> Respond to emails where we send them pictures. <laughs> And say, what do you think of these? Login details makes it great for accessing social media. Um, no, we love our clients. We it's do. all good. It's all gravy. It'd be really interesting, actually, to hear what they think of our onboarding no, process. It no, it would not. We've made recent changes. We'll give it a few months, and then we'll get back to you. Yeah, I, I think it's really important that we onboard clients correctly. Um, I think everyone in the business has learnt the value of doing it correctly. And we do joke, and we, you know, we do joke about. You've asked me to find you a picture of a garage door. Here's a garage door. You know, we're not garage door experts, for example. Oh, so speak, speak for yourself. Well, <laughs> Rob, apparently, is it, if there's any businesses out there that sells garage doors, email Rob at deliveredsocial.com and he, he's there. He's, he's there ready. Um, but I think it's important that, you know, as a business, we move on with our onboarding. You know, we've got a process at the moment that works, but it doesn't mean that we won't review it. Um, and we'll have to, to actually make sure that it, it kind of stays with the times. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's been an interesting few months, and the recent changes we've made. You know, I would say the last three clients that have come on board have been considerably smoother, mm. and actually, I think we've probably delivered more for them as well. So yeah, there you have it. We, we've tried to make some changes to streamline and smoothen out our processes, and there oh, are some sure. ways that that you can help as well if you are one of our clients. 
Um, and if you've got any ideas about how to, uh, you know, how your onboarding process works, or you know, actually, what as a client, if you were asking uh, or taking on a social media agency, what you'd ask them to do, it'd actually be great to hear those thoughts. So, you know, if you are interested in in letting us know, um, please do email me, um, Jonathan at DeliveredSocial.com. I'd be really interested to hear what's worked with you on in other projects, other aspects. Um, that's the whole point of this podcast is to get some ideas out there. All good. Okay, bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the Delivered Social Podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Uh, You can find us on all social media platforms under the sun, including uh, Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, Vero, uh, Twitter, where we're at Dell Social UK, and Instagram, where we're Delivered Social UK, all one word. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, pop us a message on any of those platforms or send us an email to hello at deliveredsocial.com.